we've been talking about going through an open door, and I want you to go to Revelation chapter three, verse eight. This has been our, our opening text for the entire series, where Jesus speaks to the church of Philadelphia out of those churches, the seven churches that are in the book of Revelation. You remember that, what that is. That is not a chronological order of churches, as people think it's the church age that First we have the church of Ephesus and the next church and the next church until we end up with Laodicea. That's, Jesus was speaking to all these churches simultaneously. So this means that this type of church exists simultaneously now before the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that means that there are those seven types of people who claim devotion to Christ in the body of Christ. And five of the seven he had rebukes for because they had gotten so so compromised in their walk with God, yet they said they had devotion. So we went through the first, we went through that first door, but this is what he said to that church in Philadelphia because they had a devotion to Jesus. They wouldn't let up, and we're gonna end with this one today. This is gonna be the last teaching in the series of doors because we don't have a letter after the S. So we tried, but we couldn't do it. Amen. So we got five out of us. But he said this, and why don't we just, hey, how about we read it all out loud? Let's put that up on the screen. Let's read it out loud. This is what he said to the people that were devoted and stayed true to him out of the churches. This is, two, this is one of the two out of the seven that he had commendation for. And I believe he wants to say this to you and me as Grand Rapids first, because this is our heart. Let's say it out loud. Revelation 3 ad. I know all the things you do, and I have opened a door for you that no one can close. You hear me. You may be fighting devils. We fight opposition against Satan, but I'm going to tell you something. Not Lucifer himself can close a door for you or Grand Rapids first when God says they're devoted to me. They're going through that door. Can somebody say amen to that this morning? Nobody can shut that door. Nobody. I don't care what happens to economies. I don't care what happens to governments. I'm telling you, if we stay devoted, Satan himself, no government, no demon, no person, no human, no army, nothing can close the door that God opens for his people. Do you hear that? Woo, stay devoted, folks. So we talked about the devotion door. You remember that? But five of those churches had created pet doors in their devotion door where they let little something in. And they had normalized sin. And if you're dealing with an area where you're saying, Pastor, the Holy Spirit's been dealing with me, we gave you overcoming, some overcoming small groups that right now are existing. So you go to the app, and once you go to the app, you go to overcoming groups. I'm telling you, they're always going, whether it's grief, finances, marriage, uh, pornography, whatever it is, whatever issue you're going through, how many thank God his word has a way to walk in victory, amen, to overcome. So I want you to go through that because compromise is going to happen in the church in America like you've never seen before. And just this week, I watched something of one of the leading influencers in the body of Christ uh, just totally turn from the word of God. And I'm just, I'm just, it, grieved, it just, my spirit was just broken that I began to cry out in prayer for this individual. But I'm telling you, church, you're gonna watch this happen more and more and more. And it's not just a church, it's you that he's going after. You gotta stay truly devoted and let no pets in the door. Amen. He says, I'm worried. Do not give the life of your dove over to wild beasts, is what the psalmist said. Don't let Satan go after the Holy Spirit presence in your life that leads you into all truth. Not somebody's truth, his truth. 
Amen or Omi, one or the other. Amen? Then we talked about going through the one-way door. And this is another one that's coming down the door, folks, even for believers, is that Jesus Christ is the only way of salvation. He is the only way to eternal life. He is the only way to walk away from eternal torment, eternal judgment, to walk into eternal life with Jesus Christ. He is the only door, the one-way door. And then last Sunday, the receiving door. I got, we got text, people being filled with the Holy Spirit, people at home being filled with the Holy Spirit, people online being filled with the Holy Spirit. How many thank God the Holy Spirit is still moving in our day to give us that ability to walk in authority and dominion? Amen? Well, today is the S, and you're wondering, Pastor, what in the world is this door that God is talking to us about walking through? Remember, this is not just about churches, it's about you and me. He's going to ask us today, this final message, he's asking us to walk through the service door. The service door. To walk in and out of the service door that we have a heart of serving. You go to a restaurant, there's always a service door. Customers don't go back through that door. Only those that are serving go back through that door. And they're, they're always releasing something that'll bless you. God is talking to you and me. What am I doing and what are you doing that you're going out that door to serve the body of Christ and to serve those who need Jesus Christ. How many thank God that Grand Rapids First is a serving church, amen? And this is what he talked to a Philadelphia church. If you go back and read it, do you remember what he said to the Philadelphia church? Remember, uh, they were being persecuted uh, by, by even government and they were being persecuted by the Jewish sect because they became Christians. They were losing their jobs. That means that the finances of the church were affected. That means they were trying to stop them from serving Jesus Christ. And do you remember what he said to that church in Philadelphia? He said, you haven't let up. You guys haven't quit. I mean, you guys find hope in a slap across the face. He says, you guys keep going and you keep going and you keep going. And he says, you guys are ascending church. And then he said to them, I know you have little strength. He's saying, I know that you may not you may not have as many followers on your social media. I get it. I know that you may not be big in size. And he said, and I know that your finances are affected. But he says, you have not let that stop you. Because they became known, the Philadelphia church, as a missional church that was sending, 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 and serving the people around them and sending and sending. They became known as a ministry center known for sending out other people and they became missional. And he says, you guys have little, but look what you're doing. Look what you're producing for the kingdom of God. This is what I feel God's doing in you and me. I know that's what he's done in this church. I've watched us every single month, over a hundred missionaries and missionaries. Every month we are making sure that their finances are meant so they stay on the field and win people for Jesus Christ. I've watched it because of our giving as we see students over here and it's even beyond this group of students over here that we are raising up so they walk out debt-free so they can go in the ministry and not be encumbered by finances so they can preach the gospel in the cities, the nations of the world right here through North Point. And how many thank God for those students that are saying yes to this? You all did that. It's because of this church that are empowering them to become that. I'm watching now was over 65 churches. Pastor Doug and I were just invited to the Ohio District churches wanting to receive from what we're doing through what we did starting with CityServe. 
They're wanting to receive from that. 65 churches, over $3 million worth of product going into people's hands to touch them and build a relationship. Church, I know the budget of this church. I know what the economy's doing. I know the resources of what we're doing. And I'm telling you, God has allowed us to be like the loaves and fishes. We break off a head, it grows a tail. We break off a tail, it grows a head. We break off an end of a loaf, the other end of the loaf comes. We break off a head, it grows a tail. We break off a tail, it grows. I mean, it just seems to multiply. I don't get it, I don't understand it. But I thank God that he's empowered us like he empowered the Philadelphia church. Keep on going after it and serve, serve, serve to point people to me. We ought to rejoice in what God's doing around this house, amen? I'm telling you, it's amazing. I'm just blown away. And I'm blown away every single, and he's done this for 91 years. Wow. 90, over 90 years he's done it through this church. Look at your neighbor and say, you don't look that old. Tell him that. You don't look that old. Yeah, we stay young at heart. Amen. Amen. But remember, this is not just about seven churches. This is about the seven type of people who have declaration of devotion to Christ. And as we get closer to the return of Christ, you will see more believers get like this instead of like this. It'll be about more creating the service to fit me than to create the service to engage those that are hungry for Jesus. It will become more and more that even, it was even marked that he said, watch in the last days, people will be lovers of themselves, loving money, more about me. That will not be the MO of the Jesus followers of Grand Rapids First. Can somebody say amen? amen. We are hungry to show the glory of Jesus Christ. But this is about individuals, so I wanna ask you as an individual to ask this question and to ask yourself, God, what do you wanna do through me today? And we're gonna talk about that. Because a great church is not measured by its seating capacity. <laughs> you ought to get around preachers sometimes. We are the most hilarious bunch. Talking about how many people their buildings can sit. Listen, God is not interested in your seating capacity, but in your serving capacity. That's what he wants to know. He's not impressed. In fact, he's not even, he's not even impressed by how well we shouted a moment ago. He wants to know how well we are sending how well we are serving, not how well we are shouting. Because when the shout's all done, how many know it's about doing the work of Jesus Christ? So I want you to ask this question as an individual. Not as a church, but as an individual. If everybody in this church were just like me, this would be a blank church. Don't ask it about me. Yeah, our church does not, our church. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to ask you this question. If everybody in this church were just like me, this church would be a blank, what is it that you'd put in? I want you to put it in there. Ask it. Would it be a praising church or it would be a pouting church because it doesn't fit your personality? Would it be a worshiping church? Or would it be folding my arms and whining about it, church? And don't you think because you're at home you would get to escape this message? <laughs> would it be a serving church? Because I'm trying to look for a place. How can I serve? 
how can I reflect Jesus or would it be a self-absorbed church? Because, well, they didn't, they, they, they didn't do this for me. Why don't they start a group like this for me? Why don't they start about a group like this? Why, why don't they do this? But have you ever done anything to make it happen? So, so, no, no, ask it. Go look at your bank account today. Just go look at it. Would Grand Rapids first be a blessed church so they could even do more than they're doing now because I'm empowering them? Go look at your bank account. Don't, I'm not the Holy Spirit. You ask the Holy Spirit. If it was just like you, would it be a blessed church or would this church have to close its doors because it's broke? Oh my goodness. And I'm going to be your pastor for the next several years, let me just tell you. A long time. The gray heading in all the way. Just, just hold on to your seats. I'll be here for a while. <laughs> Lord willing. Lord willing. I'll be here for a while. What would it be? See, and I see so many people so consumed. And I mean, take care of your bodies, everybody. Please take care of your body. We need you around for a long, long time. But I think we are so more self-absorbed in America with how long we can live more than how we live. We are making kale. We're taking fish oil. We're doing everything. We're working out. I mean, we're doing everything. We're taking it, man. We're, getting, we're, we're trying to stay younger. Look, go for it. Go for it. I don't care what you got to do. Get your hair, dye it, buy it, your face, lift it, shift it, your tummy, tuck it, suck it. Do whatever you got to do. Live on, man. Live on. But we are so self-consumed with how much, how long we live here on this planet Earth that we are not consumed with how we are living while we are living on this Earth. It is not about the duration of your life. It is about the donation of your life. I know more people that have accomplished more in their 20 years of age than some people that are 60, 65, and 67 because they're never releasing themselves and God's put a gift in them. And no one can have excuses. People say, well, I don't have money. Well, I don't have time. Well, I don't have the gift. No one has Every single person under the sound of my voice and even those you'd have, have a gift within you. Turn it loose, friends. Turn it loose. You are a serving group of people. Come on, folks. How many believe we're going to join the serving army? Amen? The serving army. Let's go through the service door. So today, I just want to tell you something. You know, we, we've done a lot of outreach all the time in this city. Uh, servant evangelism, y'all are familiar with that? Praying with your server, tipping them real big, praying for them. I mean, we started going into public schools, helping the public schools when the recession had hit. I mean, they were so great for us. Now our law enforcement, our public schools, you name it, reaching out like we've never reached out before. Classroom buddies. I mean, it's just on and on and on and on and on. We just we just just constantly doing this. So we're changing the name. Matter of fact, you always seen servant evangelism out there in the booth in the lobby, but we're going to change that name from servant evangelism to just simply one thing. Because whether we're serving in here or we're serving out there, whether it's outreach or serving one another in this body, we're calling it because this is who we are: GR1 Serve. And so when you walked in, you saw the banners and you saw the booth over there with a banner on it, and we're changing all those lettering and everything. But we want you to know, we want to be known as a church that just serves. And you are known for that, folks. I cannot tell you the places of business and people who aren't even believers say, you guys are always with people in those blue shirts all the time serving. You, 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 you just, you hear it all the time. I want to be known not for a church that has been taking, not for a church that's always like, gimme, gimme, gimme. 
I want to be a church that we know those people will flat serve you. They don't care whether you're saved or not saved. They don't care what your race is. They don't care what your intellect is. They don't care what your socioeconomic. They are going to flat serve you in the name of Jesus. How many of you love that kind of reputation like the Philadelphia church? Serve. Serve. And some of you are going, but pastor, I don't, I don't know where to plug in. If everybody in this church was just like me, but pastor, I don't know where to go. Well, I'm here to help you today. <laughs> Those of you at home, I'm here to help you today. Help is on the way. Amen. When you walked in, how many of you received one of these when you walked in or it's in the seat back in front of you? Hold it up real high. Amen. Amen. The just hold it up there. Wave it around. Make the devil soil himself. He doesn't want you doing this. He doesn't want you doing this. I want you to hold this in your hand throughout the rest of this message, and we're going to talk just for a little bit. But I want you to hold this in your hand, and I want you to pray. I want every person of every age and every stage of life to pray because there's something in you. I want those of you that are home, you can just go right to the QR code that's right on your screen right now. Those of you watching on, just get your phone up, get your QR code, and just hit it, and you're going to go to this list, directly to this list, okay? So I want you to look at that. And if you're here in the building and you want to, you just don't like paper, uh, hit that QR code that's in the back of the seat, hit it, and it'll have this same list on it, okay? So either way you do it, I want you to keep it open, but I don't want you to run your battery down with keeping it open all day. Just use this card. And we're going to use this in just a moment. But I want you to look this over, and I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, there's something in me that I know you want me to give away. Something that I can do that it's not the duration of my, there's a donation of my life that I have, you have given me a gift. Everybody has one, you just need to turn it loose. Everybody has one, say it with me. Everybody has one, like the nose on your face. Everybody has one. And I want you to look at this, and I want you to, in just a moment, we're going to go over these areas, and you can just see it's just very minimal information we need from you. But we need you to ask the Holy Spirit, and you may check one of these things that are on there. We'll talk a little bit more. In fact, you say, well, I want to know, have, I have more questions. Go ahead and check it, but you still have questions, but go ahead and check where you're feeling the Holy Spirit talking to you about, okay? There may be more than one place. Afterwards, you can go out of the building, and in the lobby area, you're going to find several tables that are table hosts and our pastors and table hosts there that will answer any question that you have. You can go to the GR first, GR1 serve booth that's back here, any question. When you go off this second level here to go pick up your kids, there's a table there. When you go to the uh, Kids First Hub, that intersection, says Kids First Hub, there's going to be someone there. We have got you covered every single place to answer any of your questions. Aren't we nice? And so we want you to pray and simply obey what you feel the Holy Spirit is tugging you to do because he's got a gift inside of you. You say, now, Pastor, why is this so important? Because I want to tell you, Jesus did this, everybody, and Jesus was ready to serve. You need to be ready for God's service. Just be ready to serve. And Jesus is our example of serving. He's the one. Let's look at what he says in Matthew 20, 28. Simply said this, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, <clears throat> didn't come to be served, but to serve. To serve. GR1 serve. It's what it is, just to serve. And to give his life a ransom for many. Now, how many of you believe that you're created in the image of God? How many know that we are creations born again in the image of Jesus Christ? 
So here's what we have about Jesus Christ. If we are truly born again and created his image, he had a spirit of a servant leader. His nature was to serve. Now, if I truly am following him, one of the manifestations that I truly am following is that I start wanting to serve more and more like Jesus Christ. It is, a out, is an outflow of just simply following him day after day. You say, I have something. I, I've got this amount of time. I want to do something with what, he did, what he's given me. This is what Jesus did. In fact, during the Last Supper, think about the Last Supper. Here are all his disciples around him. I mean, Jesus is the star. Everybody's coming to hear him. How many of you have seen this series called Chosen? Let me say, everybody's coming. And all these disciples are gathered around. And then all of a sudden, the Last Supper, we have this event, John 13, verse 4. So Jesus got up from his meal. He was being fed. How many know you have to be fed to stay strong? So I'm not here just serve, serve, serve. How many know we need to be fed? That's even why I tell you, we do all these great things, 65 churches, 100 mission, 100, uh, over 100 ministry missionaries around the world, and we have Bible college students that we're trying to keep so they can go into the ministry. How many know that Grand Rapids First needs to stay strong and be fed in order to keep feeding others? How many know when mama gets sick, the whole house shuts down? How many get a hold of that revelation, okay? Your kids just think meals happen and clean clothes just happen and clean bathrooms just happen. How many know they don't just happen? There's a mama behind the scenes working her tail off. You got to keep her strong. You got to keep the bride strong. But I want you to see this. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, wrapped a towel around his waist. Look at this. After he poured water into a basin and began began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. And they are wigging out. Because here is God in the flesh, the son of the living God, down at their feet that are dirty, filthy, full of toe jam, and the son of God is serving them. Think about that for a moment. Think about Jesus was trying to demonstrate this is what it takes to let the ministry of Jesus Christ perpetuate to people that they might know me. It takes people getting down to that level. Now just think about this. Think of all, just think of that Last Supper. Think of all that it took just to make the Last Supper. We think, just moms, come on. Your family thinks it just happens. It didn't just happen. You got to walk to work. You got to go to the grocery store. You got to sit there and play in the menu. Now think about the Last Supper. I mean, think about the room. Think about the room they were in. Somebody had to go get the room. Then not just thought somebody had to get the room. Somebody had to pay for the room. Who paid for the room? I mean, think about everything. Who donated it? Okay, there was a meal. Who made the meal? Somebody had to make the meal. Somebody had to give their time. It didn't, dinner doesn't just happen, mom. Who set the table? Okay, who set the table? You know the big fight. Who's gonna clean up the table? Who's gonna wash the dishes? Are you seeing that the ministry of Jesus required all these unseen things that nobody ever thinks about? They think they just happen. The miracles just happen. It's just not so, everybody. I mean, just think of the ministry of Jesus Christ and his triumphal entry, okay? Who, who, who rented the mule? Did they get Uber mule? What'd they get? Uber, Uber donkey? What'd they get? I mean, who paid for that? Whose card was it on? I mean, think of over three years of ministry, all the places that Jesus had to go. Who, who had to tear down tents? Who had to, who had to load up the supplies? 
Think about that. Who was it? It wasn't just the 12. Think about all the homes that he and the disciples stayed in. Think of how many houses, who were the people that donated the time, who gave their money, who, who made a place for them to stay, who paid those people for them to stay. Think of the different houses they were in. Just go on and 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 it just goes on and on and on. Meals prepared, money had to be paid. Somebody was doing something to let the manifestation of Jesus go through for three years. Joseph of Arimathea, look what he did. He allowed them, he allowed them at that moment to use his, to use his tomb. Think about Nicodemus, somebody had to prepare Jesus' body. Now watch this, now you're looking behind the scenes of people that you hear mentioned, but think of the thousands and thousands of people who were never mentioned, but brought the glory of Jesus forward. They didn't need a gold plaque. They didn't even need a tax receipt. They did it because this is the Son of God, and only through him can men be saved. I'm telling you, there are a lot of you that you may think it's a menial task, but every single thing that you do for the kingdom of God is so important, and I tell you that it hasn't stopped. The heart of serving is still at the center of bringing the name of Jesus Christ forward to all the earth. How many believe we're going to keep on serving to bring his name to everybody in earth? That's the heart of Grand Rapids first. It's got to be, or we're going to fail. It has to be or we're going to fail. I want you to think about this just for a moment. It, over 90 years here we've been here. Do you know that every single week it takes hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people every week to keep all the ministries, all the touches around the city and around. It takes hundreds of people a week just to make it happen. Just to make today happen. It takes hundreds of people to make this happen. Those of you that are sit there enjoying right now, enjoying right now, online, church online right now, you're communicating. It took hundreds of people, took resources to make that happen just for you in this middle of this weather to be right there and to receive from the Lord. How many know everything counts in the kingdom of God? So I might want to tell you today, you have a gift to serve. You say, well, it's just not my personality. No, I'm sorry. You have a gift to serve. Everything God, we are not just a receiving, we are shipping as well. We're not here just to receive the word, we are to take it and we are shipping as well. Everybody serves. Everybody says, I have a gift, you have a gift. Everybody say, I have a gift. Look what 1 Peter 4.10 says. God has given each of you, notice he didn't say only those of you that have come into sainthood. Only those who are deacons and teachers in the church. He said, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety. Oh, I love variety. Variety of spiritual gift. Now look what he says. Use them well to do what, everybody? To serve one another. Can we read that last line that's underlined? Let's just say, let's just read it out loud and get it in our spirit. You have one. Let's say it together. Use them well to serve one another. So I want to take a minute just to show you some of those places where you and those of you online, you can just get that QR code, just bring it up. Just want to go through a couple of things that, where you can, uh, you can serve well. So let's just pull this out just for a moment. And uh, I just want to kind of highlight something here in just a moment. I'm going to have Brenda join me in, in a moment. But I want you to look at all the areas. GR1's, look at this, uh, Next Gen. Uh, back on the back of the creative arts department. Look at all these different places. Camera operators. See, it didn't happen. These folks are serving right there. 
Lighting. This didn't happen. We got volunteers running lighting right now. You may show up one Sunday and the lights are out. How many thank God for the lighting operator here today? Amen? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Photographers. Small group. Look at all everything on the back. Marriage ministries. You like, maybe you like to help young married couples. Marriage couples. Look at this. Welcome team. I mean, look at this. Golf cart driver. <laughs> My grandson is three, and he will take that job right now. I tell you, I know he would. Event volunteer. Look at all this. Prison ministry. Hospital. Maybe you don't like, maybe you just have, you have compassion, you have care. You can help our hospital team just to go in the name of Jesus and minister and minister in the name of Jesus and minister the church just to pray for people. I mean, look at this funeral greeter. That one, you just, just have to be smile and be a nice person. You got any of those around here? Look. I mean, look at this. The death ministry, care ministry, anytime that you might have a medical ability and anytime something may have happened here on the premises and you happen to be here, you'd be part of the medical team that day. I mean, there's all kinds of cool things. And I want you just to pray. You have a gift. I don't care what you're, you have a gift. Give it away. You can do this. Now, I want you to look at the top three things. You see nursery, kids first facilities. These are a that probably our top three right now. And here's what we're going to do. Every month, you're going to see top three that we're going to have. So it'll be on the website. It'll be on our app. Everywhere you go, you're going to know the top three at any given time. Now, we don't need everybody to run into the top three, but if you have an ability in these top three, we sure would, we sure would love to have you. Nursery is the big thing. I'm just going to tell you right now, that nursery is growing over there. Can someone say, thank you, Jesus? Amen. And you young, you, you, moms and, you young moms and dads, you young couples, you just keep that up. Amen. We're going to grow this church one way or another. But I mean, it's just exploding. People are bringing their kids. They love the nursery area. But it's one of our fastest growing areas of ministry here. And some of you might, there's little simple things. Look at that. Look at, you, you may, look at there. It's other opportunities. You can do check-in to, re, to relieve one of them so they can do check-in. You can do new family hosts. When a new family, they don't know where to go. And they've got their kid and they've got a screaming kid. And the last thing you need is more stress. Maybe you're just a sweet, kind Jesus follower that can help lead them and show them where to go. I mean, this is a no-brainer, everybody, right? Stroller walker. I did that one time up there. I worked, in, I worked in the nursery one Sunday just because we needed it. Pastor Brent and I did one Sunday because they needed it. I said, I'm not going to preach. I'm going to go up there and do what we need to get done. I feel like just getting it done. And I spent the whole time pushing this one child who just wouldn't stop crying unless they were in a stroller. And Pastor Sam got the job, and I loved it. <laughs> it was training for grandkids, I promise you. A storyteller. I mean, do you see this? Classroom assistant. Kids first, the nursery and kids first is probably the area is that if you have this gift, I don't know, maybe just once a month you can do it. Maybe every other month you can do it, but you got a gift. Let that gift come alive and impact a generation. Amen? Yeah, you see one of the top three is facilities. I'm going to ask Pastor Brenda, come on up here, baby, and come join me. Pastor baby, come up here. There's a really cool one over here, and you, you, can, you know this one really well because you're always here helping with Pastor, uh, having Tommy Gallant with all the remodelings and everything. Yes. And this yeah. could really be a big blessing. Yeah, uh, we've, we've, we're calling it Handy Helpers. We were calling it Handy Men, but we know that there's women out there too who would like to help out. But you all know that building costs and, and renovation costs, I think from this last renovation we've learned, are, have really skyrocketed. And you can help us help the church to 
to save resources and valuable ministry dollars that can go somewhere else by coming and just helping out here at church. And we're going to do it on a Thursday morning, like from 9 to 12, and have coffee and donuts. And, and I think Tommy... Don't leave after the coffee and donuts, don't, okay? Don't I will do be that. watching. I will be watching. I've installed cameras everywhere. No. <laughs> I'm looking for Tommy. Tommy, wave at me. Where's Tommy. I know you're here. He's probably out pushing snow. He's, oh, you know what? You're probably right. Um, so uh, he's going he's gonna to meet with you in the fireside room. If y'all haven't been to the new fireside room, come on Wednesday night to small groups. There's a small group plug there too. So but come to Wednesday night small group groups. They're amazing. You can go see the new renovation. But the, but the handy helpers are going to meet over there in the fireside room and just kind of chat. And then he's got a list. I'm telling you, the list is a mile long, of just things like painting and um, changing light bulbs and, oh, we have a list here, assembling furniture. We don't do that as much anymore. We're, we haven't gotten a lot of Ikea lately. So, uh, But uh, janitorial landscaping, come springtime, we want to we have some nice landscaping going. Electrical, plumbing, you could really help us out. So if there's retired men and women in here that say, you know, I just need something to do and something... We will show you what to do. Uh, I mean, you have to be kind of, like I can't, I'm not allowed to hold a paintbrush, but I can show you how to hold a paintbrush. <laughs> we can so show where the paint can I is. I can show you where the paint can is and the paintbrushes are. But yeah, there's, and, and when you're walking around here and you see some things, think, you know, I could do that. I could help them. I could fix that. It helps us to save valuable ministry dollars Absolutely. to put out into the city and you're, you're helping out your church. We've renovated a lot of it. We need to keep it up. We need to maintain it. Um, so help us out. There's, I don't know if y'all know, but there is like 450,000 square foot of building between the two places. I mean, that's a lot of house to keep yes. up and yeah. you need a yes. lot of help in hand I think small we've group. renovated almost all of it now. Um, there's a few little spaces, but uh, this this campus has 350,000 and the Life Center has 100,000. So we can, we can keep it up. We can keep it looking nice if you all wanna just help and serve your church on Thursday mornings. Tommy will be out at the GR1 Serve booth after the service. I think he will. Yeah, he'll be there. Uh, okay, because he might be out there pushing snow. If you wanna push snow, come on, grab a <laughs> shovel. Giddy up. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. I don't want you to do that. But, um, but we can answer any questions that you might have. I think we're going to start that group up in March. So um, come get involved with that. And then you want to talk about GR1 Serve. Yeah, if there was, before uh, COVID, um, formerly Servant Evangelism, we were extremely involved at Cesar Chavez Elementary School as classroom buddies. And I think we had, what do we have, 80 in there, Pastor Jeremiah? 80. Probably 80 people in those classrooms. If I'm not mistaken, we had someone in each classroom every class, every day. Wow. Wearing our shirts, our Serving You, Serving Christ shirts. Think about it, church. Think about it. And they welcomed us and they uh, are asking us to come back. Yes. It's finally time after so long. Uh, yeah. Whatever it's open. been since COVID, I don't even know. It just seems like old history now, but, um, but it's time to go back to classroom buddies. And if you guys are afraid of the term classroom buddies, it's not mentoring, it's not tutoring. You don't know, have to know uh, core math. Was that core math? Common core math. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know any of that. But if you can love on kids, 
and give the teacher a break to go potty or something, then <laughs> that's the elementary term, right? <laughs> so, so please, just help, help, let's help them out. Let's minister in the name of Christ. Let's be the hands and feet of Jesus in those classrooms to those little kids. And it's also, a lot of those kids are in GR First Hope, right? The First Hope um, a group. So Pastor Jeremiah and Christy and I will be back at the GR1 Serve booth because that one you have to have a, a GRPS, the Grand Rapids Public School application. So we will help steer you in the right direction. Sign up to be a classroom buddy. Those of you who have ever been one, if you've been a classroom buddy, hold up your hand. Isn't that, it was, it's a wonderful, wonderful project. Please be a part of Classroom Buddies. And uh, you, can have, you can keep your microphone. I'll take that. Job. Okay. All right. But uh, I just also want to tell you, the door open to our public schools is just, yes. I'm telling you folks, that's a miracle equivalent to the party in the Red yes. Sea. And it's yes. because we have just served, 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 and they see the MO of this church in you. And uh, even now, they are doing, um, they're doing school assemblies now in the Ancestor uh, Chavez. And uh, are they doing another one later on something? Eventually, I think there, there may be another one there, but now Pastor Jeremiah and Timmy people are doing assemblies inside of those schools to help those kids grow and uh, just be great people for God, you know. So it's just it's amazing, folks. Thanks, baby. And uh, so just, I want you to go look through these. And we just wanted to kind of highlight some things that, were, that we are at the top of the list. But you say, well, Pastor, what do you want me to do with this? I want you to simply put your name in just a moment. I want you to put it there. And then just put that information. We're just the best phone, email, your name. That's all we need. And then we're going we're gonna to contact you. And some, you can check more than one box if you want. You know, if you say, I got this kind of time and I'd like to be, but I, maybe you don't know the, all, the, all the answers to it. You say, I'd like to know more. That's what that's for. We'll help you know more. But if you say you want that, and if you hit one or more categories, you may get calls from one or more persons from this church and you'll be contacted right away. We're going to contact you and let that gift start getting activated immediately. So check it off. And then in just a moment, I want you to bring this with you. In just a moment, we're going to, we're going to pray over what God has laid on your heart to do. Now, if you're ready to sign up now, you said, Pastor, I want to go ahead and check this off, but I want to apply now because I already know what I'm supposed to do. I already know and I need to apply. Then you go right to one of those tables that are out there. Stop at one of the tables today and they will help you get the form so you can start filling out any questions that you, so any questions they have, you can start that ball rolling to start applying. Don't even wait for anybody to call you. You can do it today. Just go to the table if you're ready to apply now and get started. I'm gonna tell you something, friends. The enemy is gonna have a tough time taking this city when we have folks like you serving in the body of Christ. I'm just telling you, look at this army of people and those of you at home, I want you to do the same thing. Someone will contact you when you fill out that form. You say, well, pastor, is this really important? Everything's important. No task is too small. And I think sometimes we live in this culture where everybody's got to get the pat on the back. Don't worry about the pat on the back. Worry about well done, good and faithful servant. And I like what Paul said. I want you to look at this. 1 Corinthians 2, 12, 28. He says, and God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, Third, teachers. Everybody says, I want to be apostle. I, I, I want to be apostle. I want to be a prophet. Teachers, miracles. I want the dead to rise. I want to cast out demons. Miracles, they're all there. Then gifts of healing. Everybody likes that one. And then look what the Holy Spirit puts in there. Helps. Administrations. And then he says, in various kinds of tongues. Look at that. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, put right in there that those of you that may wipe a nose of a, of a kid 
in the nursery, those of you that might drive a nail, those of you that might hold a sign to greet, he is saying that that's up there with any apostle, with any prophet, with anybody that raises the dead as you do it unto Jesus Christ. He elevates it. So don't worry about whether or not you get recognized here. Remember, he's already watching it up there and he's ready to say, well done when you get there. No task is below us. Can somebody say amen to that? Hey, we live in this culture. Everybody wants to be a success. Everybody wants to have, how many followers do I have? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We need to have the heart of servants. The great preacher D.L. Moody, so this just hit me. D.L. Moody, one of the greatest preachers of the 19th century, his crowds back in the late 1800s would be 15 to 30,000 people in the crowds he would preach. And this guy wanted to serve young people because he was concerned about the direction of their soul. This guy had revivals that spread throughout the UK and America, transformed Moody Bible Institute, part of that. D.L. Moody, this guy, his effect had been so powerful that Europeans were coming to his conferences. And one time he came, they came to America to the conference. And as he came to the conference, he noticed that as he walked down the hall late that night after the conference was over, he noticed that shoes were sitting out the doors of a lot of the, those, the guests that were attending the conference. He then discovered that it was the Europeans because the Europeans, when they, in, their, in their country, they would have attendants that would polish the shoes. And he didn't want to embarrass all of his European guests. So D.L. Moody, the speaker, 15 to 30,000 people, gathered up all the shoes of all those European guests, took him into his own hotel room and began to polish him that night. No one knew that he did it except arrival of a friend, an unsuspecting friend of his, knocked at the door and we walked in, he saw all these shoes and D.L. Moody is polishing these shoes, his friend. It would have never gotten out because he didn't want attention. He just wanted, didn't want to embarrass his European guests. That friend went and told a couple other people and they all decided they're going to come in and help D.L. Moody polish those shoes. And every single morning, those Europeans would come to their door and there were the shoes that the guy who was holding the microphone, 50 to 30,000 people, laid those shoes back at those deals and they never knew. They never knew. Only because that one guy walked in, other people knew and they all took turns polishing the shoes. You know, today you get a TikTok fan, you get somebody, they're going to think, I can't, don't, just, no, no, I don't have time. And here they are saying, I'm going to serve. How many believe the more you follow Jesus Christ, you will do whatever it takes to touch people for Jesus Christ? Everything counts and nothing is below us. Nothing is below us. So my point is this, just find a need and fill it. Just find a need and fill it. Can you say that with me? Find a need and fill it. You say, well, pastor, I just don't feel led today. I figured you'd say that because you're so spiritual. So I did, took it upon myself to bring you a number two pencil here. It's got lead in it, and I want you to rub the end of this pencil, and I want you to feel lead today. Amen, let's get with it. <laughs> don't talk to me about feeling lead. Whether or not you should serve. You were designed to serve. I don't care what your age is. You were designed to serve and not just be at a distance at home. You were designed to serve. People have a lot of great abilities, but I'm telling you, the greatest ability is availability. That is the greatest gift is availability. And without availability, any ability is a wasted ability. And God's given you and me ability because we were born to serve. So I want you today to say, Pastor, what do you want to do? I just want you, I want you just to be reliable in God's service. Just be reliable. People ask me, say, Pastor, what do you need most, Grant, first? What do you need the most, Pastor? You know what I'm going to tell them? I just need people to be faithful. That's all. 
I just need them to be faithful to Jesus Christ and faithful to his work. If I have that, we're all set. Just be faithful. I have a hard time, though. A lot of people have a hard time being faithful. I met somebody just this past week. They attend several churches, attend several churches, but never get planted to serve and make an impact. Several churches. God, God created you not to soak. He created you to serve. And that's what he created you. It's important. It's important because everything you do counts today. I love what our mission statement is. It is simply bringing people to Christ and equipping them to be like him. And today I want the Holy Spirit just to speak to you. Ask you what he wants you to do. Those of you that are home, you hit that QR code. The Holy Spirit has a gift inside of you. I don't know if it's driving, nail teaching, marriage mentoring, being a classroom. I don't know what it is, holding a sign. I don't know what it is, but you have a gift. Wouldn't it be cool? Wouldn't it be great if every single person that calls this their church home says, I'm going to serve. Every age says, I'm going to serve. Every age. Every person says, I'm going to serve. Can you imagine the difference we're going to make for the kingdom of God? Because he's going to say, well done. How many are ready to say, I'm ready to serve? I welcome it. Come on, I welcome it.